happens, I want to make sure that we know that He is with us here. He is with us here. And if we can't find Him or haven't been able to, there is a simple way, and that is simply asking Him. God will show up where you are. He will touch you where you are. And this morning as they they were singing that song, I was listening to it as I was studying for this this message, and, and I asked him, I was like, well, can we just do that? Because it kind of, it talks about the beginning of my message, and I just would like to read this morning from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version, because when you've heard it your entire life out of the King James Version, the Christmas, even when you're reading in the New King James, it's a little, it's a little easier every once in a while, but I found myself last week quoting the scriptures the way that I had learned them in King James, I was like, that's not what it's going to say on the screen. So I have to make sure that I'm saying it right. So Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through, verses one through 7 says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea and unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes and 
laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. In the end. She was great with child. The days were accomplished. And it happened. It happened not where we would expect it. It happened in a stable. Because there was no room for them in the end. For the next few moments, first for the next little while, I'm just going to title this message. When a promise leads you to a stable. When a promise leads you to a stable. Would you just lift your hands and ask God to speak to us this morning? God, let your word come forth. God, your word is already anointed, but I'm asking that you would anoint us God, to hear and to receive what you have for us this morning. God, I'm asking that we would be encouraged, that we would be challenged, and we would be uplifted by the time that we walk out of here knowing that you are with us. Turn around to someone if you're going to help me preach this morning and tell them, hello. And you may be seated. A few weeks ago, Kim and I celebrated our wedding anniversary. 22 years she has put up with me now. I know, right? Just 22 years. And as I was studying for this message, I could not help but kind of reminisce and think about our first trip together. It was the morning after our wedding. We had driven from Bonterre, and the first night we stayed in, in, in South County at, at the Holiday Inn there. And it was our first trip that we were going to be traveling and going to anywhere. And I, I want to preface this story by letting you know that for those of you that maybe aren't really fast with adding and, and subtracting and all of it, it was 1999. So this was before there were smartphones Yes, there was GPS and things like that. But for the most part, if you wanted to know how to get somewhere, you were going to be able to get into something called MapQuest. And you could actually print out your own GPS directions and follow them. Or you could do what we did and buy a map. And so it was the following morning and and we were going, and I believe it was Bob Evans, and, and we were there and... We were coming over and there was no room for us in Bob Evans either, not just in the inn, but we went into Bob Evans and the wait was way too long. There was no way I was going to wait an hour and a half to eat at Bob Evans. I mean, Bob Evans is great and everything, but not for an hour and a half. But out there on the, uh, on, in the entryway, there was something that caught my eye, Brother Jack, and it was a stand of maps. And I thought to myself, that would be something good for us to have. Because, see, we printed out the directions of how to get to the hotel. And after that, we just we were just going to go. We knew where we were going, but we were so nervous about everything else. All we got was the directions for that night. And then the next morning, I realized I have no idea how to get to the Magnificent Mile in Chicago, Illinois. And so I'm sitting there and, and I go down and, and I get the map. And anyone here that has ever folded a map and opened them, they are not easy to do. They do not make it easy for you to do that and drive at the same time. 
I was, I was doing everything that I could. And finally, we plotted out our course. And, and, and we actually found something to eat at another restaurant. And there's another story that happened there that I'm not going to share this morning. But it's amazing the things that you can see in a restaurant. And we finally ate and we're in the car and we've got our, 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 our destination. It's all mapped out. And I went through and I was like, you know, we can go on, on the bypass and it'll take us around. And this will take us all the way. I, I, I had everything planned out. And, and my boss at the time of the company, he owned the company that I worked for. He would, he would fly his own plane into Chicago every, every weekend or every other weekend. And, and he said, all you need to do is just drive straight in. It's the easiest thing you could ever do is just drive straight there and there's a Holiday Inn that's right there on the Magnificent Mile. You'll be able to get a nice room and you'll be able to be within walking distance of the Navy Pier and you'll also be able to go down the Magnificent Mile. And and he was like, I want to tell you the lights are so beautiful right now because it's Christmas time. He was "There's, there's not a better place that you guys could drive and just spend your first week together. And so I began to drive and the plot, it was all, it was all, it was all just, we were just going good. We, we were doing everything that we were supposed to do. And, and all of a sudden, I found myself that I had somewhere along the way made a wrong turn. I had taken a wrong exit somehow, some way, because, see, I told you that there wasn't GPS. I couldn't just ask, ask my phone, hey, how do I get to the Holiday Inn? I, I couldn't just ask them. And, and there, there was no one to tell me because I have found this out now that my wife is directionally challenged. She's not really the greatest navigator sitting over there, but it didn't matter because we were in love. And that's all that mattered until I get to this stop sign. And there were some nice gentlemen there that they were so nice, they, they decided to wash all of the windows on our car. They began to wash, and they weren't going to leave until it was really clean. I mean, these guys were so nice that they actually went to the other side of my car to check and stare at my, my new... Have I said that we've not even been married 24 hours yet? It's, it, they wanted to make sure that she was okay, so they were cleaning her window, and I was scared to death. I'm a man. I'm, I'm supposed to be like, you're not supposed to let everyone know, especially your new wife, that, that you're not in control and you're not just like all calm and collected. But there was something on the inside of me that says, I have failed as a husband already. I'm not even a day into this and I have failed as a husband because a man is never supposed to admit that I don't know where I'm going or I don't know where I'm at. It's a rule. You get it. It's just something that's placed on the inside of you. When you're born as a male, you just, there's something that just says you never admit that you don't know where you're going and you don't know where you're at. Well, I'm sitting at that stop sign or stoplight, whatever it is, and I just told her, I don't know where I am. I, I may have wanted to cry a little bit, but I held that part in. And, and all of a sudden, I, I, I got those nice men to get away from our vehicle. And, and I turned around as quickly as I could. And I made my way to a Walgreens parking lot. And, and I unfolded that map. And I began to look at it. And I, and I found, oh, we should have went right instead of left. I, I was in a place that I'd never been before. 
And so finally we, we get back on the right track and, and we're making our way to our destination because it's the easiest thing. It's straight there. You, can, you can't miss the Holiday Inn. It's right. You'll, my boss, he, he's a liar. He can't miss it because he's flying over in an airplane and then gets in a taxi and just says, hey, I'm going to that Holiday Inn. Of course he can't miss it. He flies over and someone else drives him there. But me... I'm driving in a little red Avenger and we're just doing everything we can. And finally, though, we're there and I pull in and they've got this covered awning and a gentleman walks out to the car, nice, so nice, and just says, can I get your luggage? And I, I didn't know if I wanted to stay here or not. In fact, I was ready to come back home. I was like, they have Super 8s in Bonterre that we can go stay at and no one is going to want to wash our windows and we'll be safe and we'll be fine. And I won't ever have to tell anyone that I didn't know where I was at. And, and so I, he, he looked at me and I think he knew that I was, I was a little frazzled. He said, he said you all right? Can I, get your, can I get your stuff? And I just looked at him and I said, do you have any rooms? And he, this was his reply, rooms? That's all we got. Come on, let's get you checked in. He grabbed my bags, and, and I'm still not 100% sure that I want to stay there. But this guy, his, his attitude is so wonderful and smiling. And then I didn't realize that I'm really probably supposed to tip the guy because, you know, in the early 20s, I didn't really have anything to tip. But, but he just kind of was really nice, and, and I, I realized later, and I gave him some tips, so don't think that I'm a cheapskate. On, on the way out before we left, I made sure that he was tipped. And, and he was so nice about it. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. And then he put it in his pocket he took us to the desk and we got all checked in and and we we finally made it to our room and I'm just like I don't know if I want to stay here or not then we look out and the lights are on and it's almost 24 hours now that we've been married and I've already put my wife's life in danger It's the first time I've ever told this story, and I probably shouldn't be telling it with her father sitting right there because you did what with my daughter? She made it. She did. She was braver than I was. She said, just go. We began to look out, and the lights were there, and we began to walk. I wouldn't advise doing this now, but 22 years ago, we just walked down the Magnificent Mile that night, and the lights were there. They had horse-drawn carriages, and we just, we just walked. The Navy Pier was right there. You could hear the water. Nothing was going on but just the sound of the water. It was just a wonderful time. And, and now that story in the moment was frightful and scary and, and embarrassing. It's still a little embarrassing, but now it's a memory that we can laugh and we can joke about. Remember our first night? Remember when I was lost? Remember how we got to Chicago? I had to go into Bob Evans to get a map. And, and people are looking at me like now going, what's a map? Well, it's, it's a paper version of that digital thing that you have on your phone, and it didn't talk back to you to let you know you've made a wrong turn. Do a U-turn or a legal U-turn. We're finally there. And, and as I'm, I'm studying for this message, I begin to think about the trip that Joseph was on, and I begin to think he was newly wed. They weren't, they weren't together for the greatest amount of time. And, and yet now, because of a decree that goes out, he has to take his, his, his new wife, who is great with child, and, and the Bible says that it's really not even been the greatest. It, he hasn't really had a honeymoon season. 
In fact, he finds out that his wife is, is expecting before she is, she's his wife. And the Bible says he wanted to put her away privately. And just he didn't want to have her have any shame. And it took an angel coming to him and saying, fear not. What, what, what is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Don't, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And so they've got over that first hurdle. And now they're making their way to Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and the lineage of David. And he's looking at his wife and he's expecting, we're going to get to town and we're going to be able to find a hotel. We're going to be able to find a place that we're able to stay. We're going to be able to find a place. And, and perhaps if, if he was any kind of man at all that really loved his wife, and I believe he was, that, that he would ask her, are you okay? Do we need to stop? Do we need to rest? Or how's that donkey treating you as we're, we're making our way into town? And, and, and there was something that he was taking care of his young bride and they were making their way into town. And finally he goes and, and they're finally there. They've, they've reached their destination as the GPS will tell you. And, and they they're go to the first inn and they knock on the door. No room. I don't know how many places they went, but... There was no room for them in the inn. And so finally he gets to one and, and he, he, he talks. And, and perhaps this innkeeper, I think the innkeeper gets a bad rap. And uh, he, he gave them what he had. And, and so many times we talk about we don't have room for God and we don't have this and we don't have that. But that innkeeper said, I will give you everything that I've got. It's, it's not much in, in compared to what other people can give you. But this is what I have. And he says, it's a, it's a stable. It's, it's a place that you've got a roof over your head and you're able to just go in. And, and I begin to think and I begin to just, this is all my imagination and this is all just, just me thinking as, as a man that, that perhaps Joseph looks at his wife and, and then he looks at the innkeeper and, and something on the inside wanted to say, are you kidding me? Can you not see she's great with child and you're going to put me in a stable? I wish I could tell you that who that child was. I, I wish I could be the one that would tell. Do you know? Uh, but I can't. And so now he finds himself and he's looking at a stable. He's looking at something that, that, he, that he finds himself. And he says, it, it's, 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 there's, there's no room. And, and he begins to look and he begins to wonder, how in the world could I have brought my wife? And, and she is about to have the King of kings and the Lord of lords. How in the world can it be right that he's going to be born in a manger? How in the world can it be that, that she would look and he would, he would begin to wonder and he would begin to ask and he would begin to question. And, and I can't help but think that he would remember the scriptures in, in Isaiah and, and he would begin to tell himself about, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And he's looking at her carrying the prophecy that's coming from his lineage and he's saying there's no way that I can be in the will of God for him to be born in a manger 
He begins to go on. He begins to think door after door, knock after knock, until finally they're standing before the stable. And Isaiah 9 and 6 and 7 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with justice and with and with henceforth even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this and he's looking and saying it can't happen in a stable he wondered to himself he wondered How in the world can the government be upon his shoulders? How can the increase of his government and peace have no end and still be born in a manger surrounded by animals? He had to say to himself, I've had to make a wrong turn somewhere. There's there's got to be some way in this story that that somewhere I missed something that the angel said to me. There's got to be something I had to have missed that I was supposed to go go left when I went right. There, There had to be something because it can't be true that my promise would come to life in a stable. It's nothing like he imagined. But can I tell you this, that God, God was not surprised. God was not caught off guard. In fact, it was all according to plan. It was all according to plan. Even when Joseph was saying, my family's not going to understand it. And I'm standing at a stable. And I've got the promise that Isaiah spoke about. He's in her womb. I don't understand. But God is looking down. And he's saying it's all according to plan. Don't let where you're standing at right now tell you that you're out of the will of God. It may look like a stable, but God is saying it's all according to plan. You have not missed my will. You have not missed my calling. It's all according to plan. See, because in that same field, we're going to get to my scriptures from last week and we're going to talk about the shepherds uh, because all the while that, that Joseph was having this internal turmoil about he can't be born in a stable surrounded by animals. At the same time, the scripture says uh, there were in the same country shepherds uh, abiding in the field, uh, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore Afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, which is Christ the Lord, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. We're looking at it and we're wondering, How can I be in the will of God? 
when all the while there's someone out there and God's moving on them letting them know that right where you're looking for there's going to be a babe that's lying in a manger you haven't missed the will of God you haven't missed the call of God just hold on a little bit longer because there's a shepherd that's on the way that's going to need to see a babe lying in a manger don't give up now don't give in now because there's a family member that's waiting on you to pray the prayer there's a family member that's looking for you to be faithful there's a friend that's watching there's a co-worker that's reaching there's somebody that's waiting it may feel like a stable but it's still the promise of an almighty God See, the stable didn't stop the promise. In fact, the stable was a part of the promise. We want to get all bent out of shape thinking we've missed the will of God. I'm here to tell somebody the stable is part of the promise. The stable is a part of the learning experience. The stable is where you're going to hear Him speak to you the first time. That's where you're going to hear your promises cry. That's where you're going to speak the name of Jesus over Him. It's a stable all the while they, the shepherds are in the field and the angels are saying this is going to be a sign unto you do you realize that you are going to be the sign to someone that's hungry and broken that you in your faithfulness that you in your willingness to continue to give continue to pray continue to go continue to fast and someone is saying God I can't find you and the angel of the Lord is saying look over there it may look like a stable to them but to you it's a promise it's a sign it's of good tidings and great joy because right over there you're going to find Jesus right over there you're going to find the answer right over there you're going to find the promise Don't let the stable fool you. I know it stinks right now. I know you're surrounded by people and animals that are saying, nah, nah, moo, whatever else it is. You're trying to speak in faith and all you can hear is, nah, it'll never happen. I can't see it. I can't understand it. But there's something on the inside of you that's saying, all I have to do is trust. All I have to do is believe. All I have to do is put my faith in Him. And the angel just said, that to fear not I'm not going to be afraid I'm not going to give up I'm not going to give in because God is in control don't look at your family situation and say it's a stable it can't be a promise I'm here to tell you that it may feel like a stable but for somebody it's going to be a sign for somebody else it's a sign that unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord believe me I've went through the times I've went through the situations and I told Kim already this morning I'm going to be preaching to myself because I've looked and I've said there are promises 
And I find myself standing in a stable. And I'm saying, God, where is the promise? I had given up. I had given in. I had let it go. And it was reminded and brought back to me. And still, now I'm standing here. And I had a renewed faith and a renewed optimism that, God, really, we did hear you. We weren't, we, we weren't just emotional. We really did hear you and the promise. And now I'm standing in a manger, in a stable. And I'm looking at a manger that's empty saying God where is the promise and I'm telling you the Lord spoke to me and said what you see as a stable is a sign to someone else that's hurting it's a sign to someone else that's broken if you'll be faithful in the stable I will send my promise to a manger come on don't give up come on don't give up It's easy. Oh, it would have been so easy for me to look at that gentleman and as nice as he was and just say, you know what? We're good. <laughs> do you know what I had to do to get to where I am right now? We're good. I think there may be still some newspapers underneath, you know, my windshield wipers. There. We're good. I'm just going to turn around and go back to where I came from. Because where I came from, it's safe. I know everything that's going on and everybody knows me. I know them and they'll just love me for who I am. They don't ever have to know. They don't ever have to look at me. And all the while, there's something on the inside saying, if you'll just take a step with me, if you'll just take a step with me, I'll get you checked in. We'll get you a room. I'll let them know that it's your honeymoon. I'll let them know. And the smile that was on his face. And yet here we are spiritually and we're standing there looking at a stable and we're saying do you know what it took to get to where I am did you know what I went through I had a promise I prayed I fasted I did everything that I could do and now I'm standing at a stable and all along there's an angel of the Lord saying don't give up don't give in because your promise is still on the way your promise is still coming Can I tell you, the stable doesn't stop the promise. It's a part of the promise. The stable does not, it does not minimize the promise. In fact, it validates the promise. It's what validates because when those shepherds showed up, they couldn't help. They worshiped. And then the Bible says that they went their way and they told everybody the story of the angels and what had transpired. And it says that everybody they told wondered about the things that they had heard. I'm telling you, you're looking at it as a stable and it's all a part of the prophecy. It's all a part of the promise. Don't stop at the stable. Your family deserves you to continue praying. Your anointing, your anointing deserves you to continue to pray. His promises. Oh, if I could, if I could sound like Brother Danny that was here, I wish I could, but I, 
when he would come up to me and he would remind me the giftings and calling of God without repentance. And then every once in a while he would add something and he would say, if God promised it, he hasn't taken it away, son. I'm telling you, you're looking at a stable, but your promise has never been taken away. You haven't missed it. You haven't fallen short. His power is still with you. He's still going to bring your family home. He's still going to touch. He's still going to uplift. He's still going to supply. He's still going to provide. Revival is still yours. Revival is still Bethel's. Miracle signs and wonders are still going to follow them that believe. We may be at a stable, but believe me, there's a moment that's coming when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is going to enter this world. And what we saw was a stable. It's going to be talked about for generations. I know the promise is leading me to a stable. It's leading me to a place that I don't understand. It's oh, when I get to that place, that's when I've got to get on my knees and say, God, I don't know what you're trying to teach me. But if it's just trusting you, I will trust you. I know that you are faithful. I know that you are faithful. I know that your promises are without end. They will not return void. And I'm holding on. You told me to trust. You told me to fear not. I'm telling you, he's calling to you. Don't give up on your family. I can't get away from it. Don't give up on your son. Don't give up on your daughter. Somebody's looking and they're saying, oh, it's just a manger. It stinks. I don't like it. It's not what I expected. But there's a family member that's saying, it's a sign. And if I can ever get there, that's everything I'm going to need. Away in a manger. No crib for a bed. Oh, it's not what I expected. It's not what I expected. I'm sure that our first trip was not what Kemp expected. See, now we're smart. We go online. We look at the pictures of the hotel room. We go and we look at the reviews. Not just on the website either. Don't just go look at those. If you're about to make a trip, make sure you go to like an independent source like Google and then go to the negative ones first. That's where I always go. Most of the time just because those are funny. Sometimes it's just ignorant. Like, I didn't like how big the towels were in my room. One star. <laughs> okay, all right, I can deal with it if, you know, the towels are a little smaller. Maybe you're just using the floor mat instead of an actual bath towel. I don't know what it was, but everything else must have been all right except for that one, one towel. But it, is it worth one star? See, now we can look it up and we can, we can plan out our trip. In fact, when we were driving from... Kansas City to here, I knew exactly how far past Columbia we would stop at this little gas station because it wasn't a little gas station, it was a big gas station. There was a, they had this dog park out there, off the leash park, and I could let my boys get out of the truck, and they could run and act silly, and it's like they knew that we were about to get to the dog park. They would start standing up in the car. And it didn't matter. It's, it's farther from here to the dog park than it is from Lee Summit. But they always somehow knew on both sides, we're getting close. 
Oliver would kind of stand up and he would start looking, and I would tell him, we're almost there, buddy. We're almost there. And then he would get, he would get Thor, and then finally they're both standing up and they're just looking. And, and before I could even get at the end, before I could even get to the back, Oliver was crying. He couldn't wait to get out. We had our, our trip was all mapped out. I also knew at this gas station, they would always have this certain type of candy. Sister Trammell said something about a whatchamacallit candy bar. I found them at that gas station right after that. I think I bought two king-size ones. They had been there a while, but I ate them anyway. We were standing in the store the other day, and Kim was like, isn't that? I was like, yeah, that's a whatchamacallit, but I'm being good. She was like, how does Sister Trammell remember? I said, I don't know, but, oh, I love her for that. <laughs> Whatchamacallit. We planned out our route. We knew where we would stop. I knew at certain exits there's going to be a, there's a, there's a steak and shake that's right off the exit. We can get off there. They're open late. We can go in there depending on what time we got out of the house. Our, our whole trip is mapped out and planned out. And the only thing we really had to worry about is there was a wreck along the way. I knew where we were staying I knew that Janet was going to be excited. She might be asleep when we got there. But I knew that she would be there. And she would be more excited to see the dogs than she was to see me. I don't know what that was all about. Oh, come on in here. Come on. And just let them go get on the chair. And the blanket's already there. And oh, everything was planned out. There were no curveballs. We knew how to do it. But in our spiritual walk, we can go look at all the reviews. We can look at the one stars that say the towels weren't big enough. The blessings weren't fast enough. The free breakfast wasn't warm enough. We can try to plan it all out, but God is saying your ways are not my ways. I know you're expecting it to just be smooth sailing because I've spoke a word to you. I've promised you that your family's going to come home. I've promised you that I was going to supply. I promised you that I was going to give you, that I was going to give you the desires of your heart. And, and I know you've got it all planned out, but, but if you'll just trust me, I know right now you see a, a stable and a manger. And I know you see all the stink that's around you. But I'm telling you, if you'll trust me, it's all a part of the plan it's all a part of the plan my promise it includes the stable my promise it includes to where not everyone understands my promise includes to where there's no room for you it's going to drive you to the place to where you're going to have to get alone with God it's going to drive you to a place that you may not fit with everybody else you may not fit with all their ways but there's something that says it's worth it if my family's saved, it's worth it. If I fulfill the promises of God, it's worth it. I don't care how small the manger. I don't care how, how rickety is the stable. It don't matter to me how stinky the animals are. It's all about the promise. I'm telling you your promise. It's leading you to a stable. And if it's led you that far, don't stop following now. Some of us want to get right to the edge of our promise. 
Last night, it was, I was so just, it, it just convicted my heart so much. And I thought to myself, what if Joseph would have said, this isn't good enough for my wife and my unborn child? We'll go to the next town and find somewhere. Can you, can you make it a little while longer? We're, we're, this isn't good enough for me. I'm going to go somewhere else. And all the while, because it had already been set in motion, there are angels that are talking to some shepherds. And the glory of God is surrounding them. And then there's an angel with them. And they're singing glory to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill towards all men. And the, and the shepherds are all around. And they're saying, oh, we've got to go see what they're talking about. We've got to make haste. But there's something that's got a hold of me that said, what if Joseph would have given up? What if, what if the one that's on their way, the one that God has spoken to, that you are going to be a sign unto them, it may just be with a smile, it may just be with a hug, it may just be with a hello and an introduction, that they feel the love of God that they haven't felt, maybe, just maybe, but what if you walk away and they walk in those doors and there's no one in the stable? Brother Greg, you're just you're just getting excited there. God'll send somebody else in the stable. Maybe. But they were looking for that promise. There wasn't another baby that was going to be born in that manger. There wasn't another one that the angels were singing about. The angels were singing about Jesus. The angels were singing about what was prophesied in the Old Testament coming to life and being born in the New Testament. The angels were talking about the end of 400 years of silence. They were talking about, and Joseph said, I've got to follow after what I've got to follow after. And all I have is a word from God to fear not. And if this is all there is... I'm going to make the best of it and I'm going to make sure she's comfortable because I've got a promise that's on the way. I've got a promise that's on the way. So I'm here to tell somebody this morning, you keep on praying, you keep on fasting, you keep on believing. You may have to get down on your knees in the middle of your prayer closet and say, God, I don't understand it. I'm awakened in the middle of the night. It's one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. It's been happening to me as of late, three o'clock in the morning. I'm awake and there's something that's seeding on the inside of me. I've got to hear what the voice is saying. I've got to hear what he's saying he's been talking but we've got to be willing to follow him to the stable oh but brother Greg the stable's not what I imagine it's not about what you imagined it's about what he spoke it's about what he spoke do you think That those shepherds cared whether or not it was a holiday inn. They didn't care because it was what they had heard was right before them. Do you think those that are watching you 
and just waiting on the sign because they're just going through life and God is going to deal with them. God is sending and dispatching angels as I speak this morning. He's sending them. He's sending them out, letting them know that there is good news in this world that's full of damnation, in this world that's full of darkness and death and hell. There is good news. Do you think they're going to care if it looks like a stable? Do you think they're going to care if it's not what you imagine all they're going to care about is that somebody who loved me enough to be willing to go through the valley. Somebody loved me enough to keep praying. Somebody loved me enough to keep me out of the pits of hell. Somebody loved me enough to fast. Somebody loved me enough to let a stable be the place where their promise is born. We have a beautiful building. I love our building. I'm not talking about a physical building, building, but I am talking about the way that we feel. Oh, we're in the middle of this and we feel like we're in the stable. How can the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords be born in a stable? How can my promise? And God is saying, oh, if you could see what I see, if you could see what I see, because it's not just some shepherds, but there are some wise men that are coming from afar, and they're following a star that's over the stable. It's going to take them two years to get there. They're not even going to see him in a stable. They're more than likely going to find him in a house, but they followed a star to get there, all because Joseph said, I'm willing to... To let my promise happen in a stable. I'm here to tell you it may not come like you want it. But God is in the details. As musicians come. You know, God knew that there wouldn't be any rooms. He knew there wouldn't be any rooms, and it didn't bother him. He just said, go. Can I tell you, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, But now much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Even in his absence and you couldn't find him. You were faithful. The New Living Translation says the last of that. For God is working in you. He's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I'm telling you God has placed that desire in you and he's brought you to a stable and he's going to give you the power to make it through the stable because he's both working in you to will and to do of his good pleasure it's not about my pleasure it's about his he's working in you he is faithful we stand and I close with this
lift your hands right now. We're not going to hurry. Come on, follow after him for a moment. Come on, listen to him. God is trusting you with the stable experience. It's not a punishment. He said, I'm trusting you with the stable. I'm trusting you with this because you say you have faith in me, son. I have faith in you. Daughter, I know you don't understand. I know, I know you, you expected it to be some other way, but I'm trusting you with a stable. It doesn't change my promise. It doesn't change my word. trusting you with the stable. And I know it feels lonely. And the only one that's really around you is Mary that's carrying your promise. Oh, just let him separate you. because others may look and say oh it's just hype it's just emotion God's saying no let me get you away from that I'm trusting you with stable I'm trusting you with a stable I'm gonna I'm gonna separate you from I made sure there wasn't any room for you I made sure that there wasn't a place for your promise to be born you would have expected. No, I, I, I trusted you with a stable. Because I know that there are some shepherds that are on their way. And they're, they're going to need to see the sign. And can I tell you this? The shepherds found a sign. But for Joseph, the shepherds were a sign. This really is real. Oh, I know it was an angel. I, I, I know all of that, but this really is real because those guys saw the heavenly host. They're a sign for me that my stable experience was all worth it. Are you ready for your sign this morning? when your child walks through that door and walks down to this altar 
when they don't even get to the altar and it's just in the middle of a song and they lift their hands and the Spirit of God floods their soul. Are you ready for your signs? Come on, lift your hands and tell Him, I'm ready for my sign. What's your promise? What's your promise? Because the same ones that thought they were looking for a sign, the same ones that were looking for hope, God was saying, oh, you don't know what you're about to do for Joseph. You don't know what you're about to do for Mary. Because the Bible said that Mary listened and pondered everything in her heart. She kept it to herself. There was something that she just, she held it all inside. She soaked in every moment because she said, oh, oh, it's just, it's a major and a stable. But that's a sign that it's going to be worth it all. Are you ready for your sign this morning? sign this morning see because a promise is leading you to a stable I know the hay is itchy it's going to make you sneeze you're going to be uncomfortable you're probably going to have some red eyes from all the tears don't give up on your son do not You have prayed too many prayers and he has heard each and every one of them. Hear me, he has heard you in the middle of the night as you cried out their name. Do not listen to the voice of the enemy. Do not, do not give up on them. There is an anointing that rests. There is an anointing that rests upon them that no devil in hell can separate them from because God's hand is upon them. Just hold on. You're in the stable experience and God is about to reveal the promise. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. You are at the point of giving in and saying, it's too much. I can't deal with the burden anymore. God, it's too much. I get excited when the angel shows up. Now, the journey is long. And even after the long journey, I'm in a stable. It's too much. I speak peace to your mind. I speak peace in the middle of your sleepless nights. It's just a stable experience. And your promise is on the way. 
lift your hands. Come on, God wants to speak in this house. Come on, be sensitive and let it flow. this morning there is virtue in this house this morning there is power in this house this morning what dream have you given up on what word have you allowed to just say oh I missed it I took a wrong turn I took a wrong turn somewhere and now I'm surrounded by things and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wrong. I'm not, I'm not lost, but I'm just going to do my best. 
Come on, would you just lift your hands right now? I'm going to let you reach for him. I can't do it for you. There needs to be an urgency in your spirit. Because I'm telling you, there has already been an angel that has already been sent forth. They've already been sent forth. They've already been sent to give good tidings of great joy. The message is already out. God is already beginning the work. And he has sent me here this morning to tell you, don't give up. Don't let go right now. I will keep my word. I will fulfill my promise. I am the Lord your God.
frustration It gets so out of hand It's been I am reminded I've never been forsaken I've never had to Joseph in the stable God showed up whether it was the shepherds abiding their flocks in the field that had to make their way God was there or whether it was the wise men that saw the star no matter how they got there the same thing was waiting on them Jesus Christ no matter how you get there the same thing is going to be waiting a savior which is Christ the Lord oh it may not be how you expect it but it's the same thing Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Joseph, don't be afraid. What's in her is conceived of the Holy Ghost. 
Shepherds, born unto you this day in the city of David is a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Wise men, they came from afar, bringing gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were led. They didn't even have a word. All they had was the vision. Don't be frustrated because the vision that he has given you, it's taken a little bit of time. And maybe you're expecting, oh, it's a star. It's going to be glorious. Oh, it's just, it's taken me to a little house. It doesn't matter. That same promise is on the inside. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What a reminder for Mary and Joseph when the wise men showed up. Bringing gifts to their son. And Joseph had to look back and think, oh, I can't believe that I almost gave up on a stable. I can't believe that I thought that the manger wasn't good enough. Come here, Jesus. These men have traveled and they want to see you. Remember how I told you that the shepherds came the night you were born? These men have been traveling, following that that same star that was over us. It took them a while to get here, but they've come to see you. It may take them a while to get here, but sirs, we would see Jesus. And I'm going to make sure that whether it's a stable or a house, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be able to say, He's here. He's here. The one you've looked for, the one you've searched for, is here. And you're going to be able to celebrate going to be able to the excitement because someone's coming and they've been the journey for them is even longer than the shepherds they went by a king that lied to them that wanted to kill the promise oh but the Holy Ghost was there God is in the details. I know for some the trip has been longer. It was longer than Mary and Joseph's. But it's worth it when we find Jesus. Would you one more time, would you stand with me? We're just going to pray one more prayer before we're dismissed. There is an undercurrent of the Holy Ghost in this house. I can feel it moving. There is a flow. 
God, I ask that you would speak personally to every person under the sound of my voice and let them know that the stable is all a part of the plan. Would you let them feel an unction of the Holy Ghost? Would you let them feel that strength? Would you let them feel the undergirding of the Holy Ghost as it begins to lift? Everything the enemy has tried to lie and discourage, God, we come against it in the matchless name of Jesus. I bind it and I cast it out in your name. God, speak that we would hear. Remind us that you have not sent us on this journey to walk alone, but you have ordered our steps. And the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And as long as I'm trying, as long as I'm searching, I may stray to the left or the right a little bit, but you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get them back in line. Because you are the good shepherd. And you are going to strengthen us. Let us be reminded in this time that you are our Savior. You are our King. But more than all of those, you are our Father. You are our Heavenly Father. And you are reaching down with love. God, remind us that we can still find you in the stable. Because it's all a part of the plan. We thank you for what we feel. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your strength. God, I thank you for the stable. Because without the stable, I'd never have a manger. And the shepherds would never have had a sign. I thank you for the stable.